Welcome back to New Rockstars and pack your bag, Spider Kid, because the new Across the Spider-Verse trailer promises to eat so many spider people across that dang Spider-Verse, indeed, in this sequel to the beloved Into the Spider-Verse movie. And this is only merely the beginning because this is the first trailer to this new amazing tale, so just think of all the Spider-themed surprises that we haven't seen yet. I know I have, and I think that the sequel to Across the Spider-Verse isn't called Beyond the Spider-Verse for nothing, people, and call me crazy, but I think that the end of Across the Spider-Verse might just be seeing a certain conqueror from infinity and beyond um, cameoing at the end of this movie. This is Rogue Theory, the show where we pitch the wildest theories for the nerdy titles that we love and adore. My name is MT, and going wrong with me today is the wonderful Jessica Clemens. What's going on, Jess? Uh, today... <laughs> top of the morning to you. That was, that was my quick wit improv. Not, not good, not good day, but today, it. today. Yeah, but just today. today. Today, it is today. Tonight, <laughs> midday. I love it. And we have the amazing Whitney Van Lenningham with us today. What's going on, Whitney? Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Tomorrow then. Tomorrow then. Right and of course we have the incredible Tom Michelson. What's going on, Tom? If you've watched Spirited, you'll get this, but good afternoon! Oh, <laughs> that's the in, in the new Will Ferrell uh, Ryan Reynolds movie. That's that's uh, not a spoiler, but because they, uh, in the 1800s, that's like a swear. When he's also ones when he does someone's oh. like, get out of here, sir, and good afternoon. They're like, oh, good like afternoon their pearls, to you. So good afternoon, everybody. We have yeah. all three ghosts from a Christmas Carol mm -hmm. uh, today, tomorrow, and good afternoon. Um, <laughs> the ghosts of today, tomorrow. Christmas, anyway, everything, bitch. <laughs> everything, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but let us get on to our first topic because Across the Spider Verse has got me so excited. I cannot wait for this freaking movie and the possibilities that this opens up. And I think. Um, a huge possibility here to, at the end of Across the Spider-Verse is that Kang the Conqueror will cameo um, in preparation for Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars. And here's why. Like, I, and that's ex literally exactly why I feel like he's going to be cameoing. Because we know that the MCU is preparing a massive, massive multiverse event and that they are now partners and they're still partners with um, Sony Pictures. Um, they're continuing their partnership. And um, I remember from like a recent interview with uh, Kevin Feige and Amy Pascal is that they they were talking about their they were working on their next uh, Spider-Man project with Tom Holland with Marvel Studios actively, um, and I think that there's a possibility here that they could be talking about incorporating Tom Holland and um, possibly even Toby and Andrew into the third uh, Beyond uh, the th or third Spider-Verse movie Beyond the Spider-Verse, um, and that Kang will be the reason that everyone comes together because he's gonna visit of the Spider-Verse and be like, oh, this is pretty good. This is a pretty good place to conquer. I'm going to tear all this down and make it a nice nice bow for a sacred timeline. Why not? It's what I do. Uh, but anyway, what, what do you guys think of this idea of, of Kang cameoing in Across the Spider-Verse and continuing the partnership that Sony and uh, Marvel have, have, have made with each other? Cartoon Kang! Cartoon K, let's go! <laughs> and like, it's true. And like, we know that Marvel Studios is going into animation now with What If, and uh, now with uh, X Men '97. So, like, I feel like it's possible. Uh, Jonathan Majors K. needs more roles. We need to put him in more things. So that let's get him yes. animated. He's already in that new uh, fighter pilot Bro, movie. He's in Creed. Animate those abs yes. for me, Daddy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I want him to have more roles more, as in bread, so that roles. he has less abs. So I feel less intimidated. <laughs> um. <laughs> 
He needs a roll for each ab, so 30. We should pugify rolls. him. Yes. And then he'll just be a yes. little guy. <laughs> yeah, a little. Pug-kang. Pug-kang. Huggable Kang. I, I, we need Huggable Kang as a variant. Friend-shaped Kang. <laughs> you know, it's funny, MT, in the beginning when you said, yeah, to infinity and beyond, it's like, does he think Buzz Lightyear is going to be coming into, into Spider-Verse? I was like, you know, MT doesn't miss, but holy, sh holy shit, that would be crazy. If the Chris, Evans, like how Chris Evans comes Stones. back to the MCU as, as a Buzz Lightyear voice uh, or something like that. <laughs> I was going to say, Tim Allen's going to come back and, and be oh my like, God. the Spider-Verse is too woke. Bring back the old times of comedy. He comes back as the Red Skull. Yeah, yeah. putting a Hydra weapon. He's like, ha, 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 With his Hydra gun. He just starts blasting, ha, 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 Red Skull Buzz Hydra Lightyear gun. is f***ing hilarious. Yeah, exactly. Ha, ha, ha. But wait a minute. Isn't Red Skull Buzz Lightyear just served? Well, at the end of the oh, day. this is true. Oh, That's true. Day. You would confirm. Confirmed. I love this idea, though. I actually really like this idea because it, it makes a lot of sense of what you said in terms of like synergy, and um, and 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 if you know Marvel can only do MCU can only do things with Sony's permission, and vice versa on some on uh, I mean with Spider Man I mean um, MCU can only do things with Spider Man with Sony's permission on screen and, and the same goes the other way if, if, if you know Sony wants to do stuff that doesn't include even include Spider-Man and maybe they'll want to have the Beyonder in this like in the animated Spider-Man show when they had the uh, first Spider-Verse crossover and and they and Sony doesn't have any rights to that because the Beyonder isn't necessarily a Spider-Man character so they could be trying to do some sort of deal so that way the MCU and Kevin Feige can say, "Hey, uh, Spider-Man four, five, six. Like, let's line up these villains and have the story that fits in nicely with our Disney MCU stuff. And then Sony, you can have these toys and play with these and work that way and do whatever thing you want to do." So I could totally see that coming. It would just be crazy if again more Jonathan Majors. I'm not complaining. I'm just like this guy needs a day off. He is in all the things. Seriously, man. Like, my, imagine seeing like a, a Jonathan Major Spider-Man variant where he's just like, "Yeah, I got the." Spider sauce in me too. I'm gonna like, <laughs> wreck shit if I <laughs> shit up. Would, okay, <laughs> but like, but he's already so hot that like when he went through the transformation of becoming Spider-Man and getting even hotter, it would just explode the the, the multiverse. You want to talk about a exactly. multiverse of madness? Let's see Kang get hotter. Let's try. Seriously, he would probably absorb all the protein from the great web of life and destiny. He would just like absorb all of it. Oh yeah. The web of life and destiny would become like the yeah. abs of life and destiny. Yeah, he's Morlin, like in the Spider-Verse. Yeah, that he he feeds off other spider people. And that's what gives his body strength. And that's why he's so ripped. This all makes cum sense. This of life all and makes destiny. sense. That's hilarious. The cum of life and destiny. But what do you think about this idea, Jess? Um, do I think it's likely to happen? No. But do I like Ooh. the idea of Kang showing up? I would love that to be the merge. They choose the mm. Into the Spider-Verse to be the merge. But it's really weird because Into the Spider-Verse has over 1,000 people working on it. And I think yeah. they're more gunning for an Academy Award than they are for the synergy between Sony and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. But would I love the merge to start with Kang? Absolutely. Uh, I think... Uh, I'm still on the fence about like who's stronger, Kane or Thanos. Thanos. 
And so I'm like, mm. you need to give more to Kang for him to feel like the bigger, bigger than Thanos thing. And that would make him bigger, in my opinion. I just think, and also I kind of think, may, I, I would rather see the high evolutionary than I would see Kang in, uh, in Across the Spider-Verse. Mm. Bro, that would be, a real, I like that idea of the, the high evolutionary being involved in a Spider-Man movie. Because, like, you know, Spider-Man is, like, a sort of, like, a next step in evolution. He's, like, a strong yeah. person. And he seems to be a multiversal constant throughout the Spider-Verse. So, like, I'm sure the high evolutionary, they're like, hmm, let me get some of that spider, also, spider sauce. Also, spider sauce. Half of the... Let me get... Ew, ew. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Who am I, Mary uh, Jane? Spider Yeah, what am I? Uh, what? <laughs> what am I, Mary Jane? Who am I, Gwen Stacy? No, but I... Uh, I also think like half of those Spider-Men in that universe are like not actually born Spider. Like some are born Spider-Man, some are made by spiders, yes, but some also just bought the equipment. Some of them have altered themselves. So I think the High Evolutionary being that some like are super werewolf, geneticist, just werewolf like, spider some are yeah. werewolf. Yeah. Oh, True. High Evolutionary would look at that werewolf and be like, I can make you better. I can make <laughs> yeah. you stronger. I can make you walk on two legs instead of all four sprinting. The <laughs> monkey, the monkey Spider-Man, he's like. I can make you less monkey, more human. The monkey's like, what? <laughs> like you want to do a Planet of the Apes? Come with me. <laughs> no thanks. That movie scares the shit out of me. I'm more. I'm more picturing like a George of the Jungle scenario. <laughs> I'm imagining a Curious George scenario. So that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Curious George of the Jungle, baby. That's the crossover we. F- need <laughs> George of the Jungle crossover starring Brendan Fraser and the man with the yellow hat. Yo, my I was going to say the man in the yellow hat is the real villain, not Kang. It's the man in the yellow hat at the end yeah. of <laughs> eternity. He and Waldo have just been teaming up for years to destroy the multiverse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was such a stretch. How did this land? Yeah, damn, she called that right. shit. She called that. Yeah, I'll be the first one to yell. I was like, oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, the ancient one was basically the man with the yellow hat because she yeah. wore yellow. She did. And, like, she was... And she had I that mean, one or she was a hood. I was going to say, did she have a hat? But it was a hood. She wore all the time. Yeah, the man with the yellow hat is more of a vibe, less of a gender role situation. Is, it fits. Is there um, more characters that Kang... Are there any storylines from comics where Kang and Spider-Man were very important? Hmm. Because that's also where I'm like, you could just throw Kang in there, but if there's like an origin to like, because like the High Evolutionary worked with Jessica Drew's dad. So it's like, oh, the High Evolutionary is really connected to Jessica Drew. That's why why one of my only problems with this idea, Empty, is because, yeah, like, I think if it was Kang, it would it would take the wind out of the sails of what, of what could make Spider-Verse unique, right? Like, if we uh, we have a chance to see new stuff and, and experience a new universe of infinite possibilities, and if it ends up being Kang, which we're already kind of getting in Ant-Man, and we're going to get it again in Loki Season 2, and we're going to get it again in, uh, you know, in Avengers Dynasty, whatever, I almost feel like, oh, well, we could have done something else, but we're doing the same thing again, I guess. That would be my only, uh, you know, one of my only things where I'm just like, oh, well... I mean, I could see it, but I kind of hope it's not, because, yeah, it would be cool if it was something different. And even High Evolutionary would be, at least we're only getting that one other time, you know what I mean? With, yeah. With the right. Guardians, but... But, like, no, I, I totally get that, um, for sure. And, like, you know, I definitely do like the uniqueness of the Spider-Verse movies, and, like, I, I mean, if they decided to, like, keep those 100% separate, I would, I would love that as well. However... Would you guys love the possibility of seeing Miles Morales from the Into the Spider-Verse movies in Secret Wars? 
and being an integral part of that narrative. That would be cool. Like, that'd be really yeah. fun to see, like, oh, yeah. him and, like, Gwen Stacy be part of that um, Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars narrative. Oh, man. You just gave me you just gave me an idea, MT. What if uh, they bring the animated Miles into the, yeah, into the Secret Wars movie, and then he comes out the portal, and they've cast an actual person, and now it's... The, it's the Spider-Verse Miles, not just any Miles Morales. It's the Spider-Verse one that's now in the MCU and now live action. Oh, man, that would be dope. Uh, the reason I like this theory is because of what happened in Multiverse of Madness where we saw America Chavez and um, Doctor Strange, like, getting sucked into all these different multiverses, and one of them was a cartoon world. And we also know... In like in the Spider Verse animate like animated movies, um, each like different Spider Verse has its own animation style, and we're getting to see that like with Miguel in Nueva York, and then we saw that with like Spider Man Noir, you know, and uh, so I think that if we did see Kang, it could be him getting bounced around the multiverse like a pinball in the same way that Doctor Strange and America were, and he could just happen to end up in the Spider-Verse multiverse, and he would pop out of there being an animated character, and then that way, Miles could, like Tom said, pop out and be a live-action person via the same multiverse rules, so yeah. I think this works. No, that, that's, I like that point for sure, because like we saw at the end of Into the Spider-Verse when, um, when Spider-Man 2099 went into the uh, the OG cartoon spider Yeah, oh, he changed like, to that style. changed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you would so Kang could come and he could still be the Kang that is invading like the MCU multiverse, same guy, right. different animation style. Exactly. And when we sort of saw that in Multiverse of Madness when um uh, Professor Xavier was um basically the X-Men 97 version of Professor Xavier. Yeah. Mm, so like, yeah. you know, yeah, so like if he was in a cartoon world, he would look like that, you know, like totally. exactly. You know, idea. What if, uh, what if uh, this is not the Kang from the MCU, but it's like a variant, just like he who remains, who's like another dangerous version of that that still shows up. That might be too convoluted, but that way you could you could have him do whatever he needs to do in Spider Verse. Maybe get defeated, get you know, get killed, whatever. But then we still got Jonathan Majors, you know, showing up exactly. later because it's all about survival of the fittest yeah. for the Kangs, and Kang is the one. I still think that they could defeat him without killing him, though. Like True. they could like they could like mm. send him home like a little a little bruised, crying to his mama without like <laughs> taking him out. And then that would serve as, like, a reason for him to, like, go ham on, you know, whoever he's attacking next. Because he's like, God damn it, I got my ass kicked by a teenager and his friends. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm going to become the, the conqueror, yeah. Yeah, and then he's like, I'll show them who the f*** king is with these goddamn abs. And then he, yeah. Right. I think cool. Whitney's like, don't kill him. Did you see those abs? Because if we kill him, the abs go away. They'll still be here, Whitney. They'll still be here. Exactly. Yeah, as long as he no. can go be a person again. If you, if you die in the animated series, you die in real life. Yeah, it's Matrix rules. Exactly. Freddy Krueger rules, I was like, that's Inception rules, Dan. Yeah, Inception, all, all the movie rules. Mm, seems like that trope has been used over and over again. <laughs> no way. Whoa. But no, I like what Tom said about, um like, their being like another variant attacking the Spider-Verse because I think that's highly likely considering the ending of Loki and like they're them saying that multiple Sorry. variants are coming. Loki. 
Loquie, no, sorry. So funny. No, 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 it was so, so funny. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That was just really that's, cute. <laughs> I like that as a nickname. That's, that's a, a variant. new variant. That's a new variant. Yeah, yeah, that's a new variant. <laughs> Loki does uh, nails. Um, anyway, um, no. The, from what we've seen in the Loki finale, we know that there, there are multiple variants heading to Rex Shop in the multiverse. So, like, I would be dope to see, like, I don't know, like a Scarlet Centurion version be the Spider Verse version. That, like, it's just like, all right, I'm gonna go beat up these Spider Man because the Scarlet Centurion wears red like all the Spider Man. So I think that'd be really fun to be like, oh, I'm also gonna be beating up these. Red people. Anyway, uh, but no, let, let's vote on this theory about Kang the Conqueror potentially cameoing in the Spider-Verse franchise. Do so you guys think it's going to be bogus? I'm mean, sorry, Rogus, bogus, or Ogus? Let's start with Jessica. <laughs> hit me. I know. I know what's coming. It's coming. Just hit me with I'm it. I'm thinking. Um, good news. I'm good thinking news. about it. Bad news. Okay. It's between an Ogus or a Bogus for me. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Damn, that's no, hit me with that Bogus. I can take it. I'm like, the idea of it is very Rogus to me. It's very Rogue Theory. We need to remember Rogue Theory is supposed to be the most backwards, crazy theories. And I think this is a very crazy freaking theory. Is it sound? No. Do I trust it? No. Hey, I'll just give it a Bogus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will take the bogus, big time bogus for MT. One bogus. What What you think, Tom? I think that Jess took the words right out of my mouth. But wait, hold on. Oh, I'm I haven't decided yet if it's bogus. <laughs> but, but, but like real Whoa. talk, I, real talk. I love this idea. I never thought of that, and yeah. I love and I love the synergy behind it. But I I. I I was thinking more on the business end of it, whereas, like, yeah, I don't know if Kevin Feige is going to give their next biggest toy, uh, Kang, to Sony to use in, you know, in, in this movie that would but really... But synergy is the most businessy word in the world, True, Tom. But it's, but it's two There's different companies. synergy. What else is more business than synergy? Tell me. Synergy. Yeah, but, but, you know, I don't think... But Kevin doesn't have full control over what Sony does. So, like, by giving them any keys or toys, if, you know, Lord and Miller, the guys who made this amazing Spider-Verse movie, if they leave and Avi Rod got the keys again or whatever, you know what I mean? Now we're back to a not good situation with what Spider-Man got. And we'll have a Spider-Man 3 all over again. So... Uh, so I so I was going for that business angle, but then I kind of uh, story wise was telling uh, convinced myself that maybe it wouldn't work because of uh, again we're diluting Kang as a big bad. Like what made Thanos kind of huge is that he's coming, he's coming. Oh my god, he's and then somehow they landed, they stuck the landing when they're like, oh shit, Thanos is the real deal, he's here. But if we keep having Kang, he's already popped up in Loki, and he's gonna pop up in that man. If he's popping up again in this, by the time we see him in you know we'll have we'll, by the time we see, we see him in Avengers, if he's not as cool as any of these other versions he's going to be a weak villain and so from a story point that's where i mid mid conversation with you guys i was like oh you know what maybe that might work but that might not work but again this is rogue theory so we want to go ham we want to go rogue but i was like i don't know if that would work just from that storytelling point of view so i'm going to go august though because i love the idea and i i really like it and this is rogue theory we're supposed to go rogue but i don't think it'll pop up and work because of those reasons so there Okay, no, I thank you. Like, that was a very detailed reason for your... I, I was I, thinking I like about that. it. Thank this you. whole time, I was like, I'm thinking about this, because... I was listening to you, MT. doesn't miss, and I missed many times. I actually haven't even hit once, but... 
I was like, let me think about this. So anyway, in the theaters, when Kang shows up, I'm going to be like, MT was right. So I'll be the first one to retweet, I'm rehive, that whatever. Still, that you'll yeah. be eat screaming like silently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. MG was right. If you guys see me in the theater, don't sit in front of me because it'll just be kernels just flying at the screen. Be like, MG was right. Whitney was right. It's a man in the yellow hat. Oh my god. Yeah, exactly. It's a man in the I'll yellow hat. Oh all my those god. things. Uh-huh. What do you think, Whitney? Uh, I'm sorry, Tom and Jess. I hate to break it to you, but MT and I have an announcement, which is that. This is uh, the ending of the third Spider-Verse. We wrote it, uh, and we decided that this is what's happening. I think it's cool. What will you do in part two, then? (laughs) Don't even worry about it. Don't even worry about it. No, I think that he's going to show up at the end of part two. So that's, I guess, my caveat, Mm. is that if Kang shows up at the end of part two, that's how we get the Spider-Verse and the real verse. To, to intertwine like little snakes in love. Uh, that's what yes. I want. <laughs> <laughs> just like slapping snakes. So is that is that a rogus? Yeah. Yeah, it's a rogus. Yes. We just wrote the greatest ending to Beyond the Spider-Verse in history. Suck it, Lord we Miller. Really did. Just kidding. Just, Lord Miller, you're great. You're great. I'm totally joking. We love you guys so much. You guys are geniuses. But I, you know, this I like having one of each. I feel like I collected all the Infinity Stones. Oh, yeah, you did. That's right. You, one you collected all the Rogue Stones. <laughs> In that case, oh. you're welcome. But <laughs> you're, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> you are welcome. I'll give you an additional bogus. <laughs> <laughs> Extra bogus, more power. But no, thank you guys for for listening to my theory. But up next, Jess has a, a really amazing theory about a pregnant Jessica Drew that's very spicy and controversial. But first, the holidays are just around the corner, and a great place to find something special for the nerd in your life is at NewRockStarsMerch.com. There are tons of awesome New Rockstars merch to check out, and if you're worried about knowing someone's sizes, there are size agnostic merch options for you to choose from, including hats, mugs, stickers, and enamel pins. So support the channel and check out all the awesome merch options over at NewRockStarsMerch.com. And we want to thank the folks at Smile Brilliant for sponsoring this podcast. And if you've ever considered whitening your teeth, you might be confused by all the variations of teeth whitening on the market. Thankfully, Smile Brilliant is here to explain the science behind teeth whitening to make you feel comfortable about choosing the correct method. Stop the expensive gas and test method when it comes to teeth whitening and oral care. Many of the at-home products on the market don't even work as intended. LED lights are a novelty item. Strips neglect the gum lines, crevices, and molars, often making remaining stains that will be more prominent. Plus, strips use hydrogen peroxide, which always results in greater tooth sensitivity in comparison to carbamide peroxide. Charcoal is abrasive and wears down the enamel, and whitening toothpaste only works on surface stains, and like charcoal is abrasive. So what works? The number one product recommended by dentists is the custom-fitted tray historically dispensed only by dentists at a price of $300 to $1,000. That changed more than 10 years ago when Smile Brilliant came up with the innovative lab direct process. Head on over to smilebrilliant.com and get custom-fitted teeth whitening trays or night guards if you grind your teeth. They also have a whole suite of professional oral care products, such as an electric toothbrush, water flosser, and dental probiotics, and much more. And right now, they're having a holiday sale with discounts up to 50% off the normal price, so freshen your breath and look with code ROGUE5 and save an additional 5% on their holiday sale. That's ROGUE5 at smilebrilliant.com. And we also want to thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this episode. The holidays may be all about red and green, but this year, why not add a little blue? And I don't mean sad blue, I mean Blue Chew. 
Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredient as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity, wink wink, strikes. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com and consult with one of their licensed medical providers. These are not unlicensed people. They are licensed. And once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations about boners, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Sometimes it takes a little more than mistletoe to make the holidays more romantic, and Blue Chew is here to help. So if you can benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, chew it and do it. Have better sex with Blue Chew. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code ROGUE at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com promo code ROGUE to receive your first month for free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring this podcast. All right, gang, it's time for Jessica, the amazing theorist, the roguest of us all to give us our second topic for today. Jessica Clemens, take it away. Hip hip hooray. <laughs> <laughs> that was a cute poem, I liked I it. Rogus, Rogus I of the ball, Rogus of the ball. Today. <laughs> exactly, the Rogus of the ball. Today. Kind of Rogus you can't buy at the mall. Ooh. Hey, hey. we gotta release hey. an album right now. Hey. And we should. <laughs> My theory, which I, We'll shoot down first. I love the theory. I love the theory. I love the theory. And I am actually someone actively that hates when people, not hates when people, I don't ship people in movies all the time. Live action, I don't really care about. That's the reason why I'm shooting down my theory. Because my theory is actually that Jessica Drew is pregnant with 2099 Miguel O'Hara's baby. Ooh. Now, we know that we're going to see a pregnant Jessica Drew. We saw it in the trailer. And we see a lot of other instances in the trailer where we have Miguel and her just kind of like near each other. And they're, it's, it, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. I'm like, why are they such a close team already? Um, after the trailer dropped, there was a trailer Q&A after party with the producers and Haley Steinfeld. MT's partner and (laughs) and they discussed how um, Miguel has a sort of spider force and that um, I assume Jessica Drew is probably on that since Gwen is a part of that and Gwen looks up to Jessica Drew as a mentor and I think Jessica Drew and Miguel O'Hara have closer than a spider force friend connection I think they're actual partners Mm. that both have lost something very important to them in their universe, have found the comfort within each other, and now we're going to get into the storyline of how the world can exist, or universes can exist, with a multi-universe baby. Because we know that they can't technically live in each other's universes, and MT and I talked about this on um, Inside Marvel, about how the bracelet is going to stop the incursions from happening. I think incursions can still cross over to what the Sony universe is. So I think these people are existing with the bracelets. So they're going to have to make a mini of the version of those bracelets for the baby so it can go between both the universes. But they bracelet. can't. That's also <laughs> if the universe is complete. Or that's if the bracelets actually work and are ready for like a baby that is like the offspring of two people from two different universes, two different realities. Because Jessica Drew isn't Spider-Man and Miguel O'Hara isn't, or like Jessica Drew isn't Peter Parker and neither is Miguel O'Hara. They're both two different people. So I think this is a ridiculous idea, but I think we should get into 
the actual theory and open the door of what would happen if universes collided and they had a baby between the two. How can that exist? Uh, question real quick. Are you talking about when you say incursions, do you mean universes colliding or cause, or them yeah. kind of like glitching? Because that was the... I think I thought... I was thinking they had those wrist things because it kept them from glitching out in an, yeah. another universe. Right. But it might be for both is what you think? Yeah, I think it keeps them still. So those like vibrations mm. of glitching... Um, is what it's like you're gonna die in this universe because you're not supposed to be in this universe but I think those bracelets will stop them from doing it oh and so their baby maybe if they don't belong to either will like oh damn that would be heavy I don't know I don't know if it'll exist only in that Spider-Man plane where their like safe zone is Spider but plane, I genuinely yeah. I couldn't find any answers about a baby being born by two people from two different universes that are of the same character like what animation style would it be yeah like uh, <laughs> what animation style it just comes out as doodle bob SpongeBob. it's like we should have not had a baby I'm like, <laughs> what, if, what if he does come out as just like a rough line drawing and he has to grow yeah. into his animation style as he gets oh older my God. he gets more and more cooked like a person i would love that, that would be so amazing. much I, then i'd be the theater be like just was right there's a doodle baby on the screen oh my I don't. god it's a doodle they could easily just be friends and i would support it if they are just friends i just think that mm. idea of having a baby is insane they're just friends like like bj novak and mindy kaling are just friends i know you so. guys are sexually interested in each other <laughs> i know y'all like I, that was the thing was like i was like uh, okay, so the Spider-Force team that we know of so far is Spider-Gwen, uh, Hobby, Hobart, uh, Daniel Kaluuya's character, and which, are, they're a match made in heaven. They're two rockers. They're two freaking, like, one plays a drum, one plays the guitars. They're punk from the 60s. It's just Avril Lavigne and Gerard Way coming yeah, together. There you go. <laughs> Do I want those two together? Absolutely not. But! <laughs> Absolutely I don't, not. I don't ship that either. I don't ship that anyway. I just but. need a blonde girl and a punk guy. Now, oh, now I see what you're doing. Now I see what you're doing. I got it now. Now I got it. And so, like, it already, like, written... Like how like if those are romance stories like those two and those two right. By the way, I also thought when you said Spider Force for a second, I was thinking like the Force. So I was like, wait, they confirmed that Miguel O'Hara has a Force, yeah. like a Spider Force power. Yeah. I was he like, oh, the this movie's good. Like, oh, you mean like Team? Oh, got it. Got they're it. a team. Okay, okay. They're a team. Got it. Spider Force, guys, like a Force. What if what if the the multiverse baby needs to wear a bracelet or else it just. Jack Jacks all over the place because its that powers so are just fun. like blah, and like so the baby can like portal hop and the baby can light on Yo, fire and shit. That would be and so. It's a child of many multiverses. And they their, said their that baby's name is Ken. All the time. They Whoa. said that's how we get Before I break your heart, they already said that storyline is happening to Peter B. Parker's baby Mayday. Because they already cat the baby has already appeared. <laughs> so you're gonna have a Jack Jack. You're gonna have a Jack Jack. It's just gonna be May Day the baby. No, I I, I like this idea of there this being a, like a, a intermingled interdimensional baby. Because like it, it could either go super wrong, as in like the baby doesn't belong anywhere, so like the baby needs the bracelet at all times. But it could also be like the baby is now immune to the effects of the Spider Verse and can now travel yeah. um, without the bracelet and yeah. just go anywhere. So like That's it would make this, this baby super special. That would be. Um, so I, that 
I like your idea more because now thinking about the bracelet, that seems like a horrible idea because the baby could just blast itself like America Chavez into a different reality, into a different universe, and disappear forever. Uh, so, oh, there maybe could be America Chavez. Either way, uh, <laughs> either way, I think yeah, I like your idea more. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that one. No, like th- this idea of like there being in, like a. A, a interdimensional baby from like both worlds. I think it'd be really fun, especially if we know like cause I, I, I don't. If you guys read the uh, the Spider Verse comics, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the, the original series. Well, like there, there's that great Loom guy, and like there's a you see in the trailer. There's like some guy like spinning a web in the the great Loom or whatever. I would love if like their baby became like a, a Spider Verse staple, like basically uh. it's just like all right, I'm in charge of like the the great web of life and destiny because like I am an interdimensional being, so like now I'm just gonna send and and like basically manage the Spider Verse. That'd be really fun if they um if they sort of did that. Yeah, I I really like this um I really like this idea too, Jess. I think that it, it would give the movie a lot more personal stakes. You know, like if you're because if you're watching, it's just like, you know, let's say Spot comes out and we got to fight him and beat him up. I mean, uh, you know, that's not as exciting as, as like a smaller, more intimate story where you care about what's going to happen. And them having a kid together would give them both reasons to want to, you know, fight for fight for tomorrow. And maybe that and, and, and that would put them at odds with, with Miles if what he's doing is not getting on board to make this happen or make the world safe for this interdimensional, you know, baby that they're going to have. And I think it would also be interesting because it would give... It would give Miles and Gwen, like, not that they're going to have kids, but if they're going to be in a relationship, it might show them the dangers of what that might end up being. If they want to have a life together, if Miguel and Jessica are having a problem, and maybe they can't even be together. and So that all of a sudden adds a lot more layers to this movie where there's a lot more at stake than just some universe-ending event, which is cool and all, but these movies are, these stories are a lot more impactful when they're, you know, boiled down to what to like a very personal uh, reason and story for each character, and that would be huge. So that's a really interesting, fun idea I didn't think about. And especially because his first daughter died, so he would just be like exactly. hell bent on being like, this baby will a be born and b not die on my f-ing watch, <laughs> like yeah. not again, you know, not again. So. And if there's some like maybe this baby is the key to surviving and or traveling the multiverse without any special device or equipment, and maybe so that's why villains are after it because if they, you know, if they can get like in The Last of Us, if they can figure out what how she works or you know how the baby works, then they can you know use that technology. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, against the spider people or something like that so that's really cool too that, i really like that like um that idea as well like uh, just like we need this baby blood to be able to travel the the spider verse we need this baby blood we're a coven get that baby blood get that baby's blood we get a uh, morbius 2 the quest for baby blood. oh no, no. drain um, that baby <laughs> drain that baby <laughs> no, but I, I really like what Whitney said about um, you know uh, Spider-Man twenty nine nine seemingly losing a child because we've seen the trailer that um, he has a, a daughter or um, that he, he seemed to have lost, and I think that even if this baby isn't um, Miguel specifically, I would love if the uh, movie ended with Miguel and uh, Spider Woman be- getting together and like him being the father of. The baby, sort of like replacing that. Yeah, he might not be the dad, but he might be the dad who steps up. <laughs> exactly. I think that there's a chance that Spider-Man 29 might be want- doing a kingpin in this movie and wanting to get a variant of his daughter. And like, you know, 
um, Miles and Gwen are like, you can't do that. We're supposed to be the good guys. And he's like, you're right. I'll just have Spider-Woman's be the, the dad who stepped up for Spider-Woman instead. And um, I think that uh, Rio Morales potentially dying in this movie would give Miles the responsibility to be like, all right, I would like to t- save my mom and, and grab her from the universe, but I can't because we have to be responsible. And Spider-Man 29 is going to be like, that's right. I'll just have this stepdad baby instead. The uh, end. I, stepdad baby. <laughs> I guess I'll just be a stepdad instead of a real dad. I, yeah. I like yeah. that idea. And I was thinking about that idea instead of the pregnant, her being pregnant with his baby. I was like, I was trying to stay away from her being like, a single mom as much as I could and I was like what is another storyline that is really good and I like the idea that like he lost his daughter and now he's like you don't know what it's like to lose your baby yet like it's not gonna be worth it and she's gonna be like I'm a grown woman I can take care of my child like I, this is not your child I understand that and you she, feel she's like what do you mean yet yeah also yeah <laughs> what do you mean yeah exactly what do you mean yeah, yet red flag yeah. red flag right there are you gonna kill my baby yeah wait oh, what, what, rewind what did you say what the f- did you yeah. say to me? But I think he's gonna he it's it, it's gonna be that thing of like same with like Peter B. Parker. He saw uh like he started living the actual trials of a dad when helping Miles and into the Spider Verse. And oh, so yeah. I'm like, oh, he's just gonna he's gonna see like how the importance of a baby through Jessica Drew's eyes w- pregnant right now and just constantly be like, you don't know. I lost my baby. Right. My life's really hard, and I'm gonna. I'm not trying to laugh. I'm just saying, like, that's what he's gonna yell. And um, <laughs> she's gonna be like, settle down. I don't know my how baby. she's like kicking so much ass. If I was pregnant, I would be horizontal 100%. Of- <laughs> 100%. She's, like, riding motorcycles, like kicking people yeah, in the like, face with her tire. Yeah. I would just be, I'd be riding my couch cushion. I'd just be like, this is the life. Riding uh, Dreamland, just. Just eating a bowl of cold spaghetti and a peanut butter sandwich. Four in the. It sounds great. It sounds fucking great. No, just kidding. I don't want. Same. To. I would. I would not be doing anything if I was pregnant. That's what happens when I'm pregnant with a chipotle burrito. I'm just horizontal for several hours. I was gonna like, say. Oh, in that case, I think it. I might be pregnant now because I have a hard time waking up every day. I don't like leaving bed. My body always hurts. <laughs> So, yeah. Oh, man, the, the, the delivery is always the painful part. It is, um, yeah. Anyway, uh, let us <laughs> vote on Jessica's theory on um, potentially seeing Miguel and Spider-Woman having a baby together. Do you think this theory is rogus, bogus, or ogus? Starting with Whitney. What do you think, Whitney? Oh, man. Okay, I'm going to give it between a rogus and an ogus. Because Ooh. ogus, oh. ogus because, oh, sadly, I don't. I don't know if it'll this happen. This is, I think this is the first time you've ever given anyone a half Ogus Rogus. No, I have. Ooh. Who'd you give another an half over Rogus? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I just know I have. I was it's like, like you I've guys never can't ask me to remember stuff. This is like, okay, so this episode's <laughs> going to be coming out before this video. But there was, a, we shot a video where it's all of the, the things we got wrong this year and some of the things we got oh, yes. right. And that's going to be a fun video for you guys to look forward to. But I could not f***ing remember for the life of me anything that I had gotten right because I just don't remember shit. Like, I just, oh, man. And then as soon as I, like, we finished filming it the next day, I was, like, going back through some old theories and I was like, oh, wait, I did get some stuff right and I just didn't. Reshoot. I'm just, I'm just high all the time. So I 
we're just so <laughs> smart that it's just like, you know, I don't remember all the stuff I got right. It just gets so right. She just said she's off and I can't keep track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay, so like halfway between Rogus and Ogus. Oh, yeah, okay, sorry. Okay. I think that because I don't know if they'll do it because I just feel, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's a thing that they would do. That's why it's half Ogus because I just don't know. But Rogus. Rogus, because I'm sorry, MT, this is a way better fucking pitch than She-Hulk and Matt Murdock. That one was dumb. <laughs> At least this one, like, makes sense. <laughs> it's true. It's true. For sure. I think that this would make a lot more sense than She-Hulk and Matt Murdock. I love you, and I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, too. But what, what do you think, Tom? Uh, well, since uh, Whitney broke with me last time, I'm going to break with her this time. I'm going to give this a Rogus. Two Rogus. No, it's not because of oh. Whitney. Um, no, I, I love this idea. I think it's great. And again, it would give the story and the characters a lot more personal stakes. And it would make things matter. As opposed to just like, hey, we're in this like spider world. And oh, there's a lot of Spider-Men. And oh, no, you're after me. And oh, there's a big bad guy. And the end. It would just not, it would fall a little bit flat. But having there be like the stakes of this child of theirs. And, and, and I also like the idea of it me maybe giving uh, Miles and Gwen like an idea of what a life together being from two different universes would be like and how hard that would be and them still maybe choosing to be there that would be really cool and uh, that would be that, that, I would really like that so I'm gonna give this to, and, and it's rogue as hell so boom Bro, uh, multiversal uh, blood baby is rogue as hell. That is, yes, yeah. Multiversal blood, blood baby. baby. <laughs> That's what the, the, the third movie, Beyond the Spider Verse: colon, Multiversal Blood Baby. <laughs> Beyond the Blood Baby, B B B. No, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give this an Ogus because, like, I do think just that revenge, yes, there's just a possibility revenge. that we can see 2099. Hey. And no, no, I, I think there's a possibility that we can see 2099 being the stepfather to step. Uh, Spider-Woman's baby for sure though I don't think that I don't think necessarily that this baby is the father I think that like the baby might have a Spider-Man 29 father in the future a stepdad but like not biologically so I, I'm gonna give it like a half half roguish genuinely I think Jessica Drew is happily married and in a happy relationship I don't want to keep <laughs> pitching her as a black married. single mom with no no one <laughs> I don't want to pitch that she is I think she's happily yes. married or what if she is like uh oh god what's that movie with jennifer lopez where she chooses anaconda. to get pregnant oh. without a man and then, <laughs> i don't think that's anaconda no it's not anaconda it's uh marry me with old god. wilson oh uh, i don't remember what the movie's called i don't okay, watch I'm a lot sorry. of j-lo movies Married in Manhattan. Ma made, made in manhattan made in manhattan i said she was like she was like, I'm single, I want to have a kid, I don't have a husband, but that doesn't f***ing matter because I'm going to be an awesome mom. So it could be one of those situations where she just felt felt empowered to have a kid. Yeah, but it's That'd still cool. pushing that trope of black women that don't have fathers and that horrible yeah, statistic true. of single black dads just leaving, and I don't want that to be pushed. Now it's time for our rogue question. Are you guys ready to get Jay Rogue in this? Yeah. Do it. Okay, here we go. Because um, since this is the last Rogue Theory of 2022, I cannot believe this year is over. My God, time has been taken from us. It's Kang the Conqueror. Um, <laughs> uh, I think it's time for some New Year's resolutions, guys. Because I want you guys to come up with your roguest New Year's resolutions 
for one of your heroes or villains in any nerdy franchise of your choice. So it doesn't have to be the MCU. It could be DC. It could be Stranger Things. It could be um, uh, Owl House. It could be anything. Yeah! Uh, I literally chose things. That <laughs> That's likes. my favorite. My idea you know, for example, like we were talking about earlier, um, Scarlet Witch could have the resolution of not killing people. Um, that'd be a really nice resolution. Specifically her husband. Yes, her husband. Don't, don't tangentially cause his death this time. Um, this is a fun one. Um, uh, you know, it's, I, I'm going for this because it's just the last movie I saw. I don't know if you guys have seen Violent Night yet. Oh, I haven't seen it Not yet, yet but oh, I do want to. Oh, is that the David Hopper one? Yes, yes. And David Hopper. No, um, the David Sam Hopper. 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 Sam so I would, I, I would say that you know for his, uh, if if I were him, my New Year's resolution would be to like maybe next Christmas, maybe don't don't uh, get into killing anybody, you know just just deliver presents this year. You know let me just stick to my job. Let me just try to you know. But but you know if people come if if the wrong people come a knocking, you know I'm gonna take care of it. That's what he would do. But <laughs> but you know like let me just because because the, the the again like, not a spoiler, but the premise is like. You know, he's kind of like jaded about Christmas and uh, he gets he's swept up in the situation where he has to help save uh, this family. And so uh, he didn't want this, but he stepped up to the plate. And, and so in the same way, it's like, OK, you know what? Maybe next Christmas, zero deaths by my hands. Just let's just try that. Just deliver presents. Be a good Santa. And let's go from there. So I'm going to say that. I one. like that there's a, a general theme of no murder. Is my <laughs> right? Just no murder next year, 2023. You know, Santa <laughs> probably doesn't want murder on his you know resume anyway. But so this Santa in particular is like, yes. let's just try to have a normal Christmas next year. Let me just get back on the wagon, the magical flying wagon. <laughs> back on the non-murdering. The yes. Flying reindeer. And yeah, wagon. let's just let me just get my reindeer, deliver some presents, <laughs> and then just. Just eat home and go to sleep. Okay, that's that's a your solution. Exactly. I like that. What do you ladies think? I doesn't have to be fictional. <laughs> it could be anyone. Just as like, because what I want to do <laughs> is James Cameron and try not to be a fucking asshole. <laughs> oh. I would have to agree. Uh, that dude is kind of like really, really. I mean, like James Cameron is a really great like director. Like you can't even front, but like he's kind of. I don't know. His rhetoric about Avatar 2, I'm like, let's settle down. Let's wait until the movie comes in. Let's, let's chill. Well, I just heard this thing today that if, if people's phones went off on his set, he would, like, nail them to a wall or something. I just heard that today that... And wow. who's paying for it? <laughs> who's getting me a new one? He would nail the person I don't know. to uh, the wall. Yeah, I was no, the phone, the phone, the phone, not the, the phone. phone. No. Way, the person, it's like, oh, I can't even reply to my text because my hand's nailed to he the. Crucifies, he crucifies, he crucifies the key grip. He crucifies yeah. the key grip. <laughs> <laughs> if your phone goes off, so the weird. key grip's getting it again. The, yeah. The insurance on James Cameron's sets are probably so high, not only because of all the stuff he does that is practical, it's just because he's going to be like destroying the set. He's going to break some phones, he's break gonna some break hearts. some phones. Give me that phone. Yeah. Oh, God. Tosses it. So the only thing I'm, I'm wondering, though, is like, because isn't, maybe he's gotten better, and I'm not trying to defend him, but Kate Winslet has said she would never work with him again, but then I just heard she's in the new one. She's in the new Avatar, isn't she? Maybe she. Maybe it's official so. starting like after she she wrapped shooting. She was like, "I'm never working with yeah. him again." Yeah, I, I thought Why it was after I Titanic 
where she's like, never again. I thought, and then now if I'm like, wait, she's in this? Does that mean that they've made I mean, up? Not to I be a horrible person, not to be a horrible person. James Cameron's gonna make a lot of money from that movie, mm-hmm. and Kate Winslet will also make a lot of money from that movie. Oh, this is true. This is true. true. It's know. a job. You know. Yeah, she. Everyone, they wipe their tears away with the cash. I <laughs> right. think that Henry Cavill's New Year's resolution is going to be to grow back that sweet, mm. sweet mustache mm. now that he's a free agent and nobody's going to take <laughs> it away from him with CGI. <laughs> not nobody, not know-how. True. Not nobody, not know-how. I think that, yeah, 2023, let him grow his mustache Let him back grow his like, stash he's, back. He's been through a lot. You've he taken enough it. from this man. Yeah. You have, you have robbed Just enough let him of keep this man's joy. Let him have a Mustache. I love that. You know what? In the spirit of, of Henry Cavill, I'm going to give this to Whitney because, like, I think that he's gone through a lot. And um, I'm going to give my win to Henry hours. Cavill because Lord knows he needs one right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give him a win. Yeah. Um, yeah let's so. give him a win. Henry Cavill wins this road <laughs> yeah. theory, everybody. You're welcome, Henry. Yes. You're welcome. So. You're welcome, Hen. You're welcome, hope, Henry. Hope um, this helps. We expect yeah. you to be on the next episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But that is it for this episode of Rogue Theory. Thanks to our amazing guests, Jessica Clemens, Wendy Van Lenningham, and Tom Michelson. They are amazing friends. I love them so much. Please follow them on Twitter and um, and everything that they do. They're amazing people. Support our channel by checking out all of our awesome merch over at NewRockstarsMerch.com. You can follow me at Mastertainment on Twitter if you want to see me tweet some weird shit. Follow New Rockstars on all social platforms. And be sure to subscribe to our channel here on YouTube. We love you guys so much. And we'll see you guys next time to get Rogue. See you guys later. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.